what do you get when you mix two opinionated, honest to a fault, abrasive, yet considerate, say what you want to say, funny women? Will you get this podcast? We're bossy and we're best friends. So welcome to the Bossy Besties podcast. Oh, welcome. Episode five. Or we're episode five now on Bossy Besties. I'm Melinda Ford here with Brittany Cabuno here to bitch the way the next hour of your life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm showing up a little uh, hot and bothered. Uh, it's hot outside and I'm bothered because I got stung twice today by what I believe are yellow jackets and uh, two different times of the day, two different spots of my body. So I'm feeling like a total a-hole. Like I've been like trying to work on my fitness and only eat bad if like I have to. Like when you're in like, you know, public setting, the only thing that's offered are like, you know, pizza and pasta salads. But, like, I'm alone today, so I could eat, like, you know, the salad in my fridge. But after the second stinging, I was like, I'm going to eat my feelings and get a Five Guys burger. Bro, I was just going to say, like, good on you, because I've been stress eating, like, somebody, like, Sue's, what, Sally Struthers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Like, for real. Isn't it, um, it's not Sally, is it? Is it? It is. I think I think it is. I think it's Sally Struthers. Remember there was... Who am I thinking of? Somebody else with a B, like Barbara or something or other? Barbara Streisand? Hell no. But I don't know. I mean, whatever. I, I'm going to blame everything I say stupid today on the fact that I got stung by these yellow jackets. Dude, I'm, I'm so there with you. I feel like that's what you just asked me if I was hearing static. No, that static is the, um, the fans that I have blowing in my house... Because my fucking central air decided to just stop working today. Oh. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I get up. I got up at like 7 and I started baking because I'm like, oh, I'll get a lot done like before, like the hottest part of the day. And then I'll bake until, you know, like noon when I go pick my kids up from camp. And then once the sun goes down, like after we have softball this evening, I'll bake some more. Well, it's just like increasingly getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And I'm like... I really don't think, like, after I dropped my kids off at camp and I came back, I'm like, it should be a lot cooler in here. And I look, and it's like, oh, six, seven degrees hotter than what the temperature is set at, like the thermostat. So I go outside, and I'm like, well, maybe, I, I don't know anything about central air. So, like, our friends are like, does it need, like, recharged, like a car, ba- like a car AC? So I Google that. No, it fucking doesn't. So they're like, oh, maybe you have a... <laughs> the internet google university here we are again maybe you have a uh refrigerant leak so it's like check for like frozen coils and this that and the other make sure and i'm like so i'm like all right i'm gonna go outside and go look at it that motherfucker ain't even running it's just sitting there like a piece of lawn furniture well better you're better than i am because uh my years in the restaurant industry i was like yeah i feel like i got a plumbing and a hvac degree with this bullshit and uh, I would have been like, oh, I can't tell. It must be, like, clogged up, about to spray it out with a hose. <laughs> it's going to be hot enough. It'll dry out. I'll pretend like I didn't do it if I caused further damage. Ugh. That's where I would have been. It is 90 degrees. I just looked at my watch, and it is 90 degrees here right now. So I- I'm sure you're also sitting in Satan's butthole. Yeah, I mean, I looked. I think, like, I've got all the lights off in the house and, like, the ceiling fans and stuff on. So I think last time I looked, we were at, like, a cool 77. But I'm depressed. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I have all the lights off in the house. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I... Listen, oh, uh, well, so that's what, we, in our group chat, and our friend was like, 
oh, Mercury's, Mercury's in retrograde. That must be why I've been in such a shitty mood. And what does that mean? so I looked it up. I looked, I actually looked it up while I was sitting in the car waiting for my kids to come out of camp. Cause I was like, first of all, is that even true? And second of all, what the fuck is that even supposed to mean? Because I feel like that's like the default thing that people say, like when shit's going weird, like, oh, well, you know, Mercury's in retrograde. So, so what it actually means is, um, three to four times a year, I guess, because of the difference in speed of our, what's the word I'm looking for? Like our rotation around the sun or whatever. Okay. Um, at a few times in the year, because the Mercury has the shortest orbit. That's the word I was looking for. Um, it actually appears to be going backwards, but it's not. It's kind of like when you're in like a car or a boat and there's someone moving beside you and you feel like you're moving, but you're not. Yeah. It's it, that's so that's what that is. So or is it like when you're swimming forward but the current is stronger so you're actually going backwards even though you're swimming forward? Well, it's not actually going backwards, it just, just appears to be that way. So Okay. Thank you for the clarification. I was like I don't get this. <laughs> so it's so that's the way it appears, but in any case, so astrologers or astronomers or whatever. Yeah, astrologers. The, you know, the people who do the, the signs. The feelings. Yeah, they say that it causes miscommunication and, you know, bad things to happen because of that. And you can always check to see... Uh, <laughs> you can check to see if Mercury is in retrograde by checking www.ismercuryinretrograde.com. <laughs> um but the fact is that it's not. So even if it wasn't total horseshit, it's not in retrograde and it won't be till October again. So, um, oh, so look forward to October for everyone to have marital arguments <laughs> and children's mouths to get smacked. Dude, I, feel, I saw a meme the other day and I feel like it's so applied. It said, um, is ever, anybody else losing their fucking mind or is it just me and Kanye? And I felt like I, that applied so well to my life today, because especially because I said to you, oh, we well, we can just keep it light tomorrow. We can talk about like Kanye West losing his mind and shit. And and then I like today I was just like, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. And I feel like I'm really commiserating with Kanye West. Like I'm, I'm feeling all of his vibes right now. And I'm like, I would love to get stifled so you can put me on some tranquilizers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to feel like this. I don't want to feel anything. I just want to. I just want to be face down in a pool somewhere. <laughs> oh my god! Speaking of face down in a pool, you're. I <laughs> <laughs> could have went so many places. Listen, your friend Kimmy. Was oh my friend, what'd she do? <laughs> she was fucking killing me yesterday. So we're talking about our upcoming trip to go to the beach, to their beach house. Oh, that I've never been invited to. <laughs> you better quit or Aiden's going to call and invite you again. I know. You better have another birthday so I can wish him more well wishes. So she's like, yeah, I gotta, I, I need to go home and empty out like the kiddie pool. So some like kid doesn't end up drowning in it and I was like wait what I was like first of all like are there just like random kids like walking around your neighborhood unattended like and second of all like that's pretty fucking dark to think about and she was like 
oh, well, I know somebody that happened to. And they have, like, a privacy fence and everything. And they came home, and there was just, like, a kid, two-year-old, like, floating in their pool. And I was like... Oh, my God. Keep that story to yourself. Dude, like... And she just... And it, it was like, she said it, like, three times. Like, yeah, I told Hayden, like... We should probably drain the pool so we don't find a kid floating face down. And she said like three times, I was like, can we please change the fucking subject? Like always with the babies out the windows. Like there's an episode of Sopranos. I don't know if you've seen this one yet. Vivian's here for this episode if you can't hear I hear her. There was an episode where Tony Soprano tells his mom because she's always it's always like doom and gloom. He's like always with the babies out the fucking windows. And I that's how I felt about her yesterday. It was like, dude, like, can we just not can you bring the energy back up? Can we not talk about that? Like, anything. Please stop. Just stop saying it. (laughs) Yeah, cut it out. (laughs) Joey Gladstone style. Oh, my. Let's lighten that up. God. Well, I told you I watched Sopranos when I was um, on maternity leave, and I didn't get through very much of it because I was, like, you know, all postpartum-y and trying to feed a kid and feed my brain back to regular times. But um, now that I'm on, like, uh, I'm I'm just calling it self-inflicted maternity leave. Um, I started watching The Wire, so now I have all these crimes to solve. Have you ever watched The Wire? I have watched The Wire. I have watched... Actually, so we watched it all the way through, like, years ago, and then, um, probably... Oh, I don't know. It was probably after quarantine started. We started watching it again, but we didn't even finish, like, the first season. Like, on our... on our on our second go through. Oh, I was like, wait, didn't you just say you watched and then you didn't finish the first? No, no. I mean like on our second go through of it, you know, we didn't like stick with it. You know what I mean? Like we didn't like continue to binge it. We just kind of like, yeah, we'll start watching the wire again. And then it just kind of like, eh, I don't know. It's so, um, like by the book and like technical and it's like not like I've only on season one. So it's not like as emotionally driven, (laughs) <laughs> no, I, and don't get me wrong, because I like it, and it gets really good, and I thought it was a great show. I, I definitely think it was it was one of the HBO's, you know, classic hits, but um, I was just going to say, like, I haven't watched a lot of it in so long. There's things that you forget, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had many a series that I've watched that I'm like, oh, let's rewatch it, but there's so many things I've missed out on by rewatching things, so now uh, my husband, he was like, you need to watch The Wire. And I was like, okay. Well, now he's like, you need to stop watching The Wire so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, we sat down, and, like, that's our thing. Like, we get a few minutes at the end of the night together, and we'll, like, watch something and, you know, bullshit. And uh, he's like, what do you want to watch tonight? And I'm like, I don't know. You want to watch another episode of The Wire? He was like, can we watch anything else? <laughs> so, oh, um, side note, I'm, now I'm, I'm putting away this basket of laundry that's been sitting at the foot of my bed for weeks and I just found that command hook that fell off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and it's bad. I just, anyways. But, that's awesome. Um, I, that's what I'm actually, I was just binging the last two seasons of How to Get Away with Murder. Because I used to watch it, like, as it was on all the time. And then I stopped watching it. So I hadn't watched any of season five or six. So I'm, like, halfway through, maybe two-thirds of the way through season six now. I'm not sure if I watched the last of this past season, last two episodes, so I probably should go back and check it out. I really did like that show, and then it got a little bit weird, and I was just like, well, I'm already too far deep, like, I have to keep watching, and it was kind of like Grey's Anatomy, like, I got too far deep, and now this is, like, all weird, and that's kind of, I kind of feel the same way, too. I'm like, come on, there can't always be somebody being murdered around you guys, like, this is so far-fetched, but I'm like you, I'm like, when is this shit gonna catch up to you guys? I gotta keep watching, 
people are still watching Days of Our Lives, Melinda. It's never gonna end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I was waiting to hear from our governor, and he was coming on like after Days of Our Lives or something. So. I had turned on the TV and I had it just in the background and then it was like somebody got married and there's hope like mouthing I love you to probably her daughter that grew up in the show or something and then the husband walks through the doorway and he's like oh come to me and has his hand out and the bride has her hand going towards him and then boom the ceiling caves in and disarray and then eerie music and it's over I was like well I see Days of Our Lives is still the same since I was five Like, I wonder who's getting possessed this time. I Anybody buried alive? I can't believe it's even still on. It's funny. Well, because remember, like, what that was probably maybe, oh, I don't know, like 10, 15 years ago when they just, like, canceled all the soap operas but, like, four. And, like, some of them, I think, were still doing, like, online, maybe, like, streaming episodes or something. But they canceled, like, so many of them. Because I remember it was, like, a huge thing. Like, Susan Lucci's been doing this job for 45 years, and now she's gonna be homeless now she's on lifetime's devious maze <laughs> is that true <laughs> which i got sucked into that yeah she was and i got sucked into that for a while and it was on for i don't know only a couple seasons and then i was like well i was trying to get involved here so cool i can't say that i've even ever heard of that show my mom got me into it she's she's a lifetime she never gave up on lifetime um, like people like gave up on lifetime and they moved on to like you know the true tv and hallmark channel and my mom's like no i'm with the og and so she'll tell me like <laughs> vivian <laughs> um but i've watched like some real dumb stuff like just because like what else <laughs> what else are we doing i know but um no she was on that show and she played like a total like dim-witted a uh, rich woman with a maid that just like didn't really understand like social cues <laughs> so I feel like she played the same character probably on her soap that I never watched either but the best soap to ever live down in infamy um, passion okay so oh my god I was gonna say one two three say it no, and it's, I ruined it I ruined I the surprise because <laughs> I know you feel how I feel and there was like a witch and little Timmy and Timmy died in real life on the day that he died on the show. So, I mean, I mean, that that was really like a magical show. That thing was crazy. I mean, it was, I, I think in retrospect, it was probably super racist now that I kind of think about like, it was like the rich white guy had an affair with like Pilar, who was his housekeeper. And they had like, mm-hmm. Teresa was like maybe both their kids. Like, I don't, these are like vaguely things that I remember from back then, but we used to watch oh. it like religiously every day when we came home from school. Uh, yeah, and Luis, he um, actually left the show and went to These of Our Lives. Oh, really? Yeah, and I think he's still on it, in fact, and he was sexist, sexist. He sexist. was, he was, and then she had a best friend, Whitney, who was like a tennis player. Hmm. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. Yeah, she but was, I do they know were like the only black characters, I feel like. Like, there was not, it was like, I think, I, I can't remember if they were twins or if they were just, like, she was, like, a twin in real life or something. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, my kid's such a pig. Did you hear her? Um, she just burps at passion. Like, you don't know anything about passion. <laughs> the <But> one, <laughs> um, what's his, like, the main, like, the main bad guy, his, the girl that played his no. daughter, she ended up being um, a host on this show on sci-fi for, like, I think it was called, like, Face Off or Ma- not Mask Off. That's a popular song by future um 
it, yeah, I think it's called. I think it might be called Face Off, but it's about like SFX, like special oh, effects makeup. Like they did like all kinds of like monsters and aliens and like oh, crazy okay. things on. But she, I remember seeing her years ago, like as the, as like the host of it, and I was like, I know her. She's from Passions. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody else was like, Wait, what? Yeah, was that like a sex show or something? Um, now that you said Face Off, I have to mention this. My sister sends me um, a text last night and she said hey have you seen Nicolas Cage r- running around town with his ma- with his mask on no, 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 and then it's just a picture of John Travolta because <laughs> <laughs> do you remember that movie yeah Face Off? yes clearly <laughs> clearly and we loved that show when we were younger we're like I'm gonna cut your face off <laughs> I'm gonna wear your face around I'm gonna take your identity I <laughs> learned the craziest thing about Nicolas what's well, not crazy but it was it's an interesting Nicolas Cage fun fact um, Besides the fact that our friend Jen is Nicolas Cage and Danny DeVito um, at the same time. I love, like, Jen loves Nicolas Cage so much that people buy her Nicolas Cage memorabilia. Like, she's got, like, a sequence mermaid pillow that once you, like, rub the, the sequence in the other direction, it's Nicolas Cage's face. Yes, I love it. Um, but any in any case, so, you know, like, Nicolas Cage, like, had, like, a pretty, like, high-profile career in Hollywood and then he started doing all these like really weird obscure like b horror films and we were just kind of like what like what happened to nicholas cage he kind of like fell off like does he have a drug problem is he just like doing whatever for money like <laughs> so come to find out that it's actually brilliant what he does is he books all these movies and like they pay him, you know, whatever it is that they can. They're usually like not high budget, but they spend what they can to pay him to be in them. But they film these movies in like two weeks. It's like oh. it's like these movies where they don't they don't have the big budget to do, you know, multiple scenes and days and locations. So he's able to like blow into town for like two weeks, film these movies, take his paycheck and bounce and like doesn't eat up a bunch of his time. And I was like, that's kind of brilliant if you actually think about it. Like, I mean, if you really care about like if you don't give a shit about like Oscar nominations or anything, you're like, I'll I'll do your weird movie and take my check and all of his oscar nominations that he needed and he's just waiting on the ransom money from that time that he stole the declaration of independence (laughs) so he is brilliant (laughs) i agree he did this really cool movie um maybe a year ago maybe two years ago it was called mom and dad with uh selma blair and where they like turn into zombies and try and kill their kids Wait, he's married to Selma Blair in the movie? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and they and like I said, so they like turn into zombies and they're trying to like eat their kids and it's it's actually not a bad like under the radar horror movie. It's pretty good actually. Oh. Well you'll have to post that to our Facebook page to remind our listeners and me of this movie that we won't remember. <laughs> yeah. I think it's on, it, actually it's on Hulu. I just saw it the other day when I was like thumbing through through videos oh, to looking good. for something to watch um so <laughs> i haven't watched any like b horror movies in like a long time ron doesn't really love horror movies all like that so he doesn't really watch them like they have to be like more like mind suspense or whatever he's mm. not really looking to see people get eaten or whatever yeah um which that's so, just my whole life because i was gonna say that- that's that's all that's your 
whole wheelhouse. So yeah, Rich, you have to tell me what to watch because I don't have time to like accidentally watch something that's not good. I know, I know. So, and I've always loved horror movies, but it 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 kind of I honestly got to a point where like you know the old oh well if your parents caught you smoking a cigarette they'd make you smoke the whole pack so you wouldn't want to smoke again and I kind of feel like that's almost how I got indoctrinated into horror movies because I'm like oh I really like horror movies and I like scary stuff and Halloween's my favorite you know holiday and I love fall and haunted houses and like yeah I love all these things and then I realized that that's literally all that Rich watches like by choice and it got to be like okay like (laughs) and like the cheesier and lower budget and more ridiculous that it is it he's so here for it because they become then his comedies as well yeah like there's like you know and and don't be wrong i've he's introduced me to some great great stuff and we found some like really cool stuff along the way but then it's like sometimes i'm just like i don't really want to watch maniac cop 2 from 1993 not really into it you know (laughs) Uh, yeah, Ron does that to me with, like, documentaries. Like, I like documentaries. I like to learn. But I also like to be entertained. And, like, sometimes I just want to turn my brain off and not learn anything. And just, you know, just be entertained with a low level of involvement from me. Oh, see, now we're opposite in that to where I love documentaries. And I will watch them all the time. And Rich is like, he's the same way. Like, that's a lot. And I'm not really interested in, like, hearing some sad shit or go on a detective tale of trying to find out what happened or you're going to ruin something else that I love for me. Like, (laughs) I guess I should have been more specific. I don't want to watch old war documentaries and I don't want to watch old black and whites about actors that died before I was born. Okay. That's what I meant. Like I will solve a crime. Like, yeah, I'll solve all your crimes. I want to watch that one about Patton Oswalt. Well, it's not about him, but it's what his wife was doing. Yeah. The golden gate killer or whatever. Yeah. Like the work so, she was doing. I've been totally wanting to watch it. There's another one too. It's on HBO right now. Yeah. Well, there's another one on, I think it's either on HBO or Showtime. It's called Outcry. Have you seen the trailer for that one? No, but side note, how long am I going to be able to watch this stuff? Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I keep saying I'm going to cancel my cable and I haven't done it yet. I it's need to do it. Plug, so, well, I was just thinking like if we just join forces between... Anybody who also is enjoying this, maybe we can make it a little more cost effective for everybody. (laughs) So I know that they listen and I know they know who they are and I know that they don't want to lose these privileges. So now there's a fee for the club. Okay, guys. Oh my God. We'll be talking about this come Thursday or Friday. We want to let you listen and get it to sink in after the Wednesday (laughs) reveal of this episode. Talk to your friends that use your logins. Make it more cost effective. Um, No, but, oh, anyway, so Outcry is one on that's HBO or Showtime, and it's about this, like, football player who was accused of sexually assaulting um, a child, and they put him, like, they found him guilty and put him to jail, and now they're saying, like, well, not now they're saying, but there's, like, the, the the documentary is bringing to light that there was like a lot of like mishandling of maybe evidence or something like that and they're like it's kind of like making a murderer like this guy's in jail and there's a lot of evidence to prove that he should not be in there and they're trying to like bring light to it that's probably super interesting yeah so i wanted to watch the whole thing i haven't watched any of it because rich is like oh. that's fucking sad i don't want to watch that so i have to like it's going to be one of those things that I probably have to, like, watch on my own time, you know? See, this is that neighbor shit I'm talking about. Like, I don't want to, like, spend all my time with you. I like the foundation I built, but, like, want to be cool at, like, 10 p.m. Like, oh, did you guys want to watch old 
man things, your children brides are going to watch this kid shit over here. <laughs> <laughs> Rich watches this thing on, okay, so there's this uh, this streaming service that he subscribes to, which he used to have like the free edition through Amazon Prime. It's called Shudder. And so he just recently started paying for it. And he got like the upgrade. Once you start paying for it, you get like all more options and so many you know, more things to see. And if I'm not in the house, that I can promise you 100% of the time Shudder is on the TV because it's all, <laughs> it's all like horror movies. That's all it is. And like they break it down by, okay, this is um, like slasher films and this is, you know, intellectual horror and these are cult classics and these are clown horror movies and these are, you know... Mm-hmm. And speaking of documentaries, he has literally been watching, like, he watched a documentary about the making of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, like all the Freddy Krueger movies, right? And it was, it. it was, no, but it was like four hours long. So then, like, the following weekend, I was like, it was the weekend that Hamilton came out on Disney Plus, and I had not seen it. And I was like, oh, I want to watch this. And I walked out, and he's watching a, the documentary on Camp Crystal Lake. So it was the Friday the 13th documentary. Six hours and 40 minutes long this thing is. I remember you saying, like, I guess I've never seen him. <laughs> <laughs> like, and he doesn't watch it all in one sitting. He'll, like, watch it a couple hours at a time. But I'm like, I, I don't, that's that's an investment of time. And, and it, it's like. Do you like how much can you really learn about the making of the Friday the Thirteenth movie franchise? <laughs> there were a lot of movies, though. There was a lot. There was a lot. And, a lot. and the thing I've learned about a lot of these too is that, like, um, you know, they get different different producers, different writers, different. You know that that it's not always like the same people that are doing them. So that's why they get like these weird. You know, like one movie doesn't seem like it matches with the others or it's like super odd. And so I think, you know, they explain some of that stuff. And I don't know. I don't know. Uh, six hours of that, though. I don't know that I'd be down for that. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. Especially if you're not like breaking it. Like if you watch like six one hour episodes of a show, I guess it's the same thing. But they usually like wrap it up in like these little six individual envelopes, you know. And if it's just a six and a half hour episode, like one movie length documentary, it's like, wh- where do you stop? You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, uh, all I can think of because you said like six episodes is the, and we're talking about documentaries is McMillions. Oh, I haven't, wa- I watched like the first episode of that and I never got back into it. I love that douchey detective. He's just like, yeah, and I wasn't going to do any of that bullshit, so then I just did whatever I wanted, and uh, it turned out to be a really great case. Now, for anybody who doesn't know what that is, right, this is the documentary about how those people rigged the Monopoly game through McDonald's, correct? Yep. Yes. Yep. Very good. It's also available to watch on HBO. We are not um, sponsored yet by the Home <laughs> Box Office Company. But again, if you'd like to sponsor us, you can reach us on our email or on Facebook, Bossy Besties Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can leave off the at gmail and just go to your Facebook. Oh, <laughs> uh, so other things in media news. 
uh, America's Sweetheart dropped a new album I saw the other day. Taylor Swift. Taylor. I did not. I Well, I heard that it happened. I have not heard a single song. Tell me about it because you got the kids that are listening to it. Well, funny enough, I don't have kids that are listening. Well, I guess they were listening to it enough to tell me that it was dumb. So I saw. They said it was dumb? They, they said it was. So Lydia, I saw Lydia's. Um, IG story, which she's this really cute flash fashion blogger that's one of my best friends from childhood. You guys, you can follow her on Instagram at Suburban Wildflower. Um, but she was talking, I saw she had like screenshotted the cover of it. Like, I'm not crying, you're crying. I already pre ordered this. Like, <laughs> and I was so I said, and we were in the car on. I don't know, Saturday or something. And like her new song, Cardigan, came on the radio and they were like, oh, this is this is her talking about her relationship and how it makes her feel safe. And and I said, I, I, I was I said to Ayla, I was like, so have you listened to this? Are you like excited about the new Taylor Swift CD? And she's like, I saw the video for this and it's like dark and depressing and kind of weird and I'm not really into it. And I was like, well, your Aunt Lydia is super excited about it. And she was like, oh, so she's like a weird fangirl. <laughs> I was like, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sorry I got interrupted because, you know, any other time my kids will do literally whatever they want because they're heathens, but they see that I'm doing something. So now they've come to my door three separate times asking me if they could A, use the toaster, B, have a popsicle, C, make a bowl of ice cream. Like. What? <laughs> like, I've literally watched you be like, hey, don't do that. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> so you didn't, they're not using the stove. So what are they asking these questions for? Like, can I light my cigarette off the toaster? Yeah. Like, what? Been there, done that lit my hair on fire <laughs> oh my god how many times did we burn bangs trying to light cigarettes off of gas stoves oh my god. i saw speaking of i saw a picture of a friend of ours from college yeah and like this past weekend she was at a softball game and i could see that she had a cigarette in her hand and i was just like commenting on it like all caps like quit smoking cigarettes and she's like i don't this is the only bad thing i do i was like well quit doing it <laughs> It's a really bad thing. <laughs> uh, it's terrible. I sm and I smoked for how many years? And now, like, just, like, the thought of it nauseates me. It's because you're born again now. Yeah. I wish I could born Thinking again. Thinking about nauseating things. you, I have malt vinegar in my possession at this house. Oh, uh, I still have a jar or, like, a bottle of it in my cabinet from the last time we stole it from Long John Silver's for you. Oh, my God. That was, like, a decade ago. Throw that out. I know. <laughs> I've been back. It's not like memorabilia. Like, you don't light a candle next to it. Like, I remember her. Like, throw that away. Disgusting. Molten vinegar is the most disgusting thing. So um, to those of you who don't know me, I used to work at Long John Silver's when I was like 17 maybe years old, and maybe 16. And I had a friend that worked there with me, and she worked in like the kitchen and did the drive through and I did – like the register, like the front area. And in the in the evenings, her job would be to clean out like the grease trap and the fryer and everything. And my part of my closing duties would be to refill the malt vinegar bottles, the ketchup containers, wipe the tables, you know, all the front of the house stuff. And I used to offer to clean the grease traps if she would fill my malt vinegar bottles. That's how disgusted I am by malt vinegar. <laughs> 
I was waiting for you to say my responsibility was to eat all the extra crunchies. Oh my god, that was the best part going to Long John Silver is, can I get a box of crunchies? No, can I get a box of hush puppies? Oh my god. <laughs> it's a drive-by puppy. So if, if anybody's ever seen the movie Mrs. Doubtfire, and she, what was she throwing? A lime, and it hit uh, Pierce Brosnan in the back of the head. Yeah. Did she like? Did you She's see? Like, it's a drive-by fruiting. Yeah, <laughs> a disgruntled employee. <laughs> so when we were like twenty years old, maybe nineteen, we were we Britt and I went to a Long John Silver's and we were um, elevated in a way that made us very hungry, and we decided <laughs> that we were going to order this load of food but we wanted a box of 12 hush puppies because you could order a dozen hush puppies and then we ended up like throwing some of them out the sunroof and being like it's a drive-by pupping (laughs) (laughs) it was probably way funnier to us at the time because of the mental state we were in but it's just been one of those was also way funnier to us at the time that probably is not funny at all today to anyone what's that when we drove around campus in my Dodge Neon, and we had that uh, BB gun that looked like an actual like handgun, <gasps> Wait. and you held it to my head. Oh my god! And the windows were down, and I was just screaming, <laughs> "Help me!" and fake crying. And do you remember that lady who just like double took and looked like horrified? Because we were at the stoplight, and you just looked over and silently mouthed, "Help me." <laughs> <laughs> Like, what was wrong with us? Like, first of all, let's just put it out there. That's white privilege at its finest. <laughs> and you would get in so much trouble, whatever, white, any color now. Oh like, my that's God. not okay. No, not okay. <laughs> it was one of those, like, orange-chipped, like, pistols that it was just like a pellet, air, like an air pellet gun. Oh, my God. that And I did. I just held it at your head from, like, the passenger seat as we drove around town. <laughs> Why did we? That shit was not funny, but it was so funny at the time. <laughs> and it's funny right now because now we feel like we're twenty years old, <laughs> being stupid as hell. Oh my god, so dumb, so so dumb. Oh, the things that we did in college—like it's a wonder we a didn't get arrested, b physically survived, and c even speak to half the people that we still know. Or that my car wasn't taken away every single time I said this car's gone. <laughs> I was I was so like reckless and lawless until I thought I was gonna be in trouble. And then I was like, "This is it! This is it! <laughs> They're gonna take my car away that they didn't even buy for me." <laughs> yeah, it wasn't funny. My family actually did take my car away from me—the one that I bought with my own money. Those fuckers. And then I threw up over the side of your porch after. Yeah. I was so I was so sad about your car getting taken away. <laughs> oh my goodness, crazy. Um, but yeah, so Taylor Swift, I, um, I didn't listen to it. I'm not into it. I hate her fans and their moms too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was like waiting to get this in there at one point when you first brought her up. I was like, "Mm, I hate her and her fans and her mom, their mom. (laughs) And now I don't exactly hate her. I haven't really listened to much of her music, but what's been like, you know, force fed to me. But, um. When I lived in Texas, I was a bartender for events at uh, the Irwin Center. So Taylor Swift sold out millions of dollars being spent there. And we sold the most amount of booze and, like, you know, wine, slushy margarita things. And I made seven (gasps) dollars. No. Those, yeah, those, like, stupid bitches. 
did not tip anything. I made seven dollars. That's aw seven dollars. Yeah, so if you're listening and you're at the Taylor Swift concert back in, like, 2010, 2011, um, and you were like, oh, I'm going to get another drink, and then all the bars were shut down, it's your fault. You didn't tip, so we shut down. (laughs) Suck it. Hashtag tip your bartender. (laughs) Not that we can tip bartenders right now, because... Um, their bars aren't open, but yeah, so no, I, and I have friends, I have friends that are bartenders now and they are really struggling like financially with what's been going on with COVID and everything, because I don't know what's, I don't know what the rules are in Ohio, but they just shut all, uh, bars back down in Pennsylvania. But you can eat. You can eat, you can eat at like a table. If it's a restaurant, like you can eat at a table and order alcoholic beverages but if it's just a bar or like a bar seating area it's that's a no-go oh okay yeah so i like i like you know we have like uh when did that happen um last week i believe oh okay yeah they shut them all back down now don't get me wrong i i'm aware that i know there are some places still illegally operating because they say you you can't tell us what to do but, um, you know, the ones that are trying to comply and, you know, do their best to because, you know, they, they do have state owned liquor license. So they don't want to risk losing those by not complying, which is the smart thing. Um, but I have friends in the industry that that was their main source of income. So they're really they're really hurting right now. So whenever this whenever we get past all this and and back into being open again, don't forget to tip your bartender friends because they've been without jobs and income for a long time now it's awful i was actually um speaking to a friend from high school years and um she was working at a restaurant bar and she got hired as a bartender and then it was just like you know all of a sudden you can't have bars be the functioning entities they are Mm -hmm. and so she was just making drinks for customers at tables yeah and it was, like, a big deal for her to be able to take tables because it was taken away from the server. Right. But at the same point, like, what is she going to work for? So, like, she would have to get tipped out. So now these servers are trying to work extra hard so they can make sure that she makes any money. Well, and plus, you can, they're not – I don't know about – like I said, I don't know about Ohio, but in PA, I think we're at, like, 25% capacity. It was 50. Like, when we first reopened, they were like, okay, you can, you can operate at 50% capacity. And then when everybody decided that they were just going to lose their minds and go back and – caused this second uptick then they were like okay but you're back down to 25 now yeah i did hear that it was the 25 because you know pa's line's not too far from me right so i heard that it was a 25 percent capacity but like ohio we never got rid of like the six foot distancing yeah and i don't know who has any type of um structure and ability to move all of their tables around to have anything more than like a 25 capacity yeah well they yeah like they were having to do like every other table and stuff like that mm-hmm. and it's just crazy so and the servers obviously have like smaller sections and or they were like there's just less people working right. in general so less people are making money i don't i don't know it's all very weird and then and then can you imagine like they're like drowning you know as an as an industry trying to make it all work for everybody and then to try and train somebody to come in and do the job that you know you don't even have enough people to do as it is yeah 
whatever. Let's not talk about that shit. Who cares? I'm, I'm moving on. I'm sorry I even brought it up. That's my fault. I know. It's just so stupid. Well, and then, I don't know. It's, I feel like it's, that's the. It's fucking depressing. That's the phrase of 2020. I don't know. Yeah, ain't it? Yeah, I think 2020's emoji is just like the one where like your hands are up, like the shrug. Yeah, or the I face know. plant one, like the palm face. Yeah, like, is this real? Like, this bitch again? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I will say that I I um, was cheating on my Facebook diet recently. I just was finding myself with some extra time or whatever, and I just went and went scroll trolling. And I can't stand how many people that I've seen switch to social media for everything. Like, I get that, like, we don't get to see our friends. We don't get to do a whole lot of stuff. But at the same point, like... Uh, you know, you already have those friends who are part of those, like, you know, uplines and different build your own home businesses and everything. But then you're getting invited to 35 of the same pampered chef party and all this stuff. And, like, yeah. I feel like I always try to support people because, like, I know you're having this party so you can have, like, some free stuff for yourself. You wanted to help whoever the host was at the last party you attended, so you said you'd have a party and all that stuff. Right. So I feel bad, but one of the ones I was invited to was a a Norwex one. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like cleaning stuff, so I don't really like cleaning, but I do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not really into it. I don't don't recommend it. Stuff in my house. Zero out of five stars. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I knew that Norwex had like this paste stuff that you put on like your stovetop and you let it sit and then you just wipe it all away and i was like i'll i'd buy that and then so i asked if they had it and of course like no it's not available unless you buy like the super five bundle pack of all these four uh, other things you don't yeah. want and so i was like i don't want that but i did say they could send me like a sample because then i was like well if i get the sample and i'm like well these rags are amazing then i'll like whatever maybe i'll do it well i get them and they're microfiber and i've never stopped washing my hands like i'm a restauranteur so my fingertips are always like a little um rough and i hate the feeling of microfiber like it's like nails on a chalkboard to me it's it's a weird texture yeah i'm like get off me so i called my friend and i was like i'm like really sorry but i can't buy anything from your party because i hate microfiber (laughs) (laughs) she's like yeah you'll hate everything then don't buy anything i was like okay i just felt really bad (laughs) <laughs> but um besides like these parties i'm just seeing people getting on the internet and they're saying stuff like you know like all their personal problems and putting all this stuff out there and it's like can somebody just create an app for sympathy like there's a neighborhood app so that you know you can tell people if there's like weird shit going down the neighborhood or you know streets are closed around the corner or whatever like can somebody just create an app that's like do you want everyone to send you thoughts and prayers like yeah call the app thoughts and prayers like <laughs> Like, log in, put all your personal bullshit out there for people to read, and then everyone can absorb it, and then tell you, like, all this advice that you didn't actually want, but they're going to give it to you, and then you're going to feel 100% better because 95 people that you don't even know or talk to have all gotten on the internet and told you that it's going to be okay, and you're doing the best job ever, and you're a great dad or mom or grandma, and it's okay. We're all looking for jobs. Like, what do you, what do you, what do, what do you get from putting that stuff on the internet other than, like, the sympathy vote or, like, the sad time train? Yeah, I don't know. It, I feel like, and I feel like our friends kind of do that for us, like, in our group chat situation. Like, they can tell, like, one day, like, if we just need somebody to be like, it's going to be okay, like, just go ahead and get it off your chest and like vent and bitch and I feel like I think everybody needs to figure out 
Um, I, I mean, if there's not going to be, like, an app that you can just get, like, supportive, like, words, which actually is kind of a brilliant idea. Just Or, like, you can, like, reach out to, like, whatever, I don't know, if you have, like, a church community or, you know, maybe a nice mother that's not annoying or... You know, uh, just like that one friend that you can be like, listen, I'm having a day and I just need to talk and I just need you to tell me it's going to be okay. You know, I just need you to give me some kind words and tell me like, yeah, it, you're you're okay. Like, you can bitch and scream and cry and just get it off because a better out than in situation. Yes, but going, I don't know, just going to your people that you met at a party one time that are going to read your status like well yeah well that's what i mean i feel like just like that's the people you've got they must not have that outlet like they must not have if they're just any real friends yeah like if you're just putting it like on your general facebook message like you are looking for somebody to validate your feelings or to placate you or to you know at least patronize you in some way and they must not have like that go-to person you know what i mean yeah, and that I feel bad for, and I feel sorry for people that haven't made lasting friendships, like, after this age, or at this age, and I'm not trying to put people down who don't have anyone and whatever, but there are literally groups, like, for these things, Yeah, and if you don't want to be judged for it, then don't put it out there, because unfortunately, like, it, it's Facebook is a judgy place oh for sure and for sure i will say that like i've gotten a little bit more judgy just reading reading like the same people doing the same shit or like the the like hypothetical things that people want to talk about with everything going on in the world today and then the reality of what they're practicing in their own homes and then oh just, yeah like, i don't understand what i don't understand like what your position in the, on this because the memes that you post say x y and z but like your story that you are typing yourself says differently or whatever so i have like a handful of people that i've unfollowed because i don't want to judge them but i can't stop <laughs> so i have to like take it away so that i don't because, i'm trying you know, to be a me, better person and you are not facilitating that <laughs> well and you know me I, if we get to a certain point i'm just gonna be like so what's up liar yeah <laughs> Like, yeah, that filter is just, it, it can't hold that back. I know. And I'm like, I got the screenshots, okay? Yeah. Oh, I'm a screenshot queen. I never was, and I used to make fun of you and Ron for it. Like, why are you taking screenshots? Well, because people delete shit. And I'm like, well, I mean, I get it. And now I do, I did that too. My nephew actually just got called out for um, staying over um, one of his family friends' houses. And the my nephew's 22 years old mind you and the dad said that he could have a lady over mm -hmm. and the mom wasn't home like she was out of town overnight and posted on my nephew's facebook wall and was like i don't appreciate you having girls in my house and um she used like some bad grammar she put we're like the contraction instead of where yeah the location mm -hmm. so I was like, um, it appears that nobody here was very adult, considering we're putting this on social media. Also, asterisks, where? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I screenshotted it, because my one sister doesn't have um, the book. So I, I'm glad I did, because I told her about it, and then I went back to like see if anything was said, and it was deleted from his page. And I was like, well, I got the screenshot. Oh, I'll send it to you. I 
Well, I and that's what I'm like. I'm. It's called the receipts, honey. Sometimes you need a receipt, and you got to screenshot it so you don't lose it. And I feel, and I like keep texts forever. I never delete a text message. Now, Rich, like his phone is as empty as empty can be. Like he just he just deletes everything. Like I'll be like, oh, well, didn't they send you that address? Yeah, I deleted it. I'll be like, why? Well, because I just delete all my text messages. Well, that's weird. Like. <laughs> I think the same thing, but then I went through my phone, like, I told you I couldn't download apps and it wasn't letting me do stuff. It's because I had, like, more than half of my gigabyte usage in text messages. Oh, and I'm sure. I'm sure and that it's I cause do, the, too. It's because the GIFs, or GIFs, whatever you call them, and all what of do the, you like, call them? screenshot what do, what do you? I call them GIFs. Like, with a G. Yeah. I say GIF, too, but somebody told me that, like, it's actually with a J, like, you say it, like, with a J. Yeah, like, yogging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's yifs now <laughs> for, they are from now on and forevermore they will be yifs <laughs> i do call them gifts though yeah i do and then um for memes i don't know if i've mentioned this before so i feel like i have to i hated memes when they first came out i thought they were the dumbest shit ever i was like why do people keep doing this like this is so dumb you did um, say that and you're like now i feel like that they're the only way that can express how i feel sometimes yeah and like w- nobody knew what to call a meme at first either and i even have a friend and i love her and i think it's amazing she still calls them memes uh yeah i remember when they were first a thing too and i wasn't sure and like i was like you know what i'm just gonna go with the hard meme and i w- when i would hear people say meme i'm like from Drew Carey. <laughs> All the blue eyeshadow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how I took it. But hey, didn't we have something else um, jotted down you were going to mention? Um, AOC. Oh, be still my loving heart. If we're, we're, yeah. So current events, let's talk about my lord and savior, Alexandro Octavio Cortez. <laughs> And you are one of those people that uses like an accent when you say um, different. I think words. you have. I feel like it's respect. That's how she wants it said. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I can I can get down with your school of thought on that. Anyways, the point AOC. of the matter is AOC is a bad boss bitch, and I think I made the statement on Facebook the other day because and somebody seemed to have a problem with it that she is the one of the greatest feminist leaders that we've had in a long time and she's one that we've needed. So anybody that hasn't been following what's been going on with her, she was going into uh, the House of Representatives where she works and uh, Representative Yoho, um, I think he is from Florida. I think he's a Florida representative, um, like verbally accosted her. He started calling her names and, you know, she was despicable or disgusting and this, that and the other. And she was just kind of like, uh, you know, like, leave me alone. Like you're you're a liar and you're you know, you're you're out of line and it's disgusting that you would talk to me like that. And he was like, he must have whipped around and said, well, you're a fucking bitch. And so then, like, there was enough witnesses to this that he must have made a, which I didn't watch his, his speech because I don't want to hear it, um, I, the summation that I have given from it was him, him basically, he said, like, I, I, you know, I have a wife and a daughter, 
and you know I'm not a I'm not an asshole basically is what he said you know he's you know it wasn't apologizing like in any way shape or proper form he was just saying like I'm not a jerk and I'm not you know a dis I'm not disrespectful to women because I have a wife and a daughter and she was like you know what like she finally stood up she took 10 minutes of her day it was like it's not okay she was like I this is my place of work I should never have been spoken to like that that wasn't an apology he got up there and made excuses and having a wife and having a daughter does not make you a good person just because you married a woman and conceived a daughter doesn't make you not a male chauvinist pig and she was like i listen i i worked in bars i worked in restaurants she's like i've been called worse and i've been called the fucking bitch i can't probably couldn't tell you how many times i've kicked men out of my establishments for such behavior she says i wasn't shocked i wasn't particularly hurt by it because it's something that we face every day you know men calling us out of our names and accusing us of you know any woman that is strong-willed opinionated you know here to make a stand and fight for what's right automatically get called the c-word or a fucking bitch or you know all these names just because we're not willing to just lay down and take it and smile and you know you know you know what at a certain point you get tired of taking the high road you know and and she was just like it's not okay it's not okay and it's not unusual and don't stand up here and try and make yourself seem like a good person when you're not and i it like to me like that 10 minute speech that she gave was so powerful like i was like i've got goosebumps right now like i'm i've loved her you know since she got in the house she fights for you know she fights for, you know, making changes to combat climate change. She fights against Wall Street and big banks and big money. And, you know, she's just a really down-to-earth, honest person. She's trying to fight for a living wage for people, you know. And I think it is just really disheartening. It's not, I guess, disheartening because you you really see that these women who we see who are doing great things and in these positions of power are going through the same shit that we're going through every day on the street, you know, that, that like one woman's battle is the same as the next, you know? Yeah. And it's, I just, I was, I just, I love her so much and I'm so proud of her for standing up and standing up not only for herself, but for women in general. And that's somebody that, you know, I want my daughters to always be able to look up to me and say that I always tried to fight what was for what was right and fight for, you know, a voice and to change the world in any small way that I can for the better. And I think that I think it's great that they have women like AOC also to look up to as, you know, women in politics and making change and doing the right thing. I 100% agree. I think that having leaders that are showing strength and coming out in numbers now, it's not just one here and there, and I I believe it's what we need, and having the representation on all fronts has been, like like you said, full of the goosebumps. Yeah, and I think, I think that's, that's going to be my ending message for the day. My ending message for the day is, if you feel like you can make a change, don't be afraid to try. If it's 
if you want to run for a city council, uh, county commissioner, uh, mayor, you know, even school board, start at the bottom. And if you want to keep working your way up, you can. If you want to stay at the bottom and make change at a local level, that's always going to make a difference. If it's, you know, a PTA, if it is, you know, just any sort of, you know, little committee that's trying to do something better and make a change, that's what we need to do. We need to get in and stop letting other people make the rules for us. So that's, that's, that's my PSA for the day. And that's our episode for the day. Thanks for uh, tuning in, everybody. We will see you next week. Um, we'll get to the grandparents thing when we get to the grandparents thing. Um, nobody makes anybody do anything they don't want, so <laughs> I didn't want to worry about that this week, so I didn't. <laughs> Check all of you fools later. Like Have and subscribe. Day. See you next week. No. No.